This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. Welcome to my podcast for Friday, October 9th. The weather is about to change, and I mean change dramatically with cooling, heavy precipitation, snow in the higher terrain, strong winds, and even thunderstorms. There's going to be something for everyone. The only thing that's going to be missing, and that's a good thing, is there won't be any smoke. Today is going to be the warmest day in quite a while. It'll be partly cloudy, temperatures getting up into the mid-60s, and it's going to be pretty dry most of the day. So this is the day to get out that final hike of the season. But tonight, a strong front will make landfall on the coast. It'll bring rain to the coast by dinner time and into Puget Sound by midnight. Now, this front will have strong pressure differences with it, and that's going to bring powerful winds first to the coast, then to the San Juan Islands all on Friday night, and there'll be breezy conditions over Seattle and Puget Sound. So the winds will be something you know. And then a second front will be behind it. It'll reach the coast around daybreak and bring another round of rain, uh, snow in the mountains, and strong winds. Now, between the two fronts that we're going to get you know, Friday night, Saturday morning, they could be two to five inches in the Olympics and North Cascade. So this will be substantial rain. But the meteorological fun is not going to end there. Cold air is going to come in behind the fronts. And that is going to cause the atmosphere to become less stable. It's going to start convect, convecting. And the result will be the potential for thunderstorms on Saturday afternoon with heavy rain and lightning. Now, you may ask, why does cold air aloft produce thunderstorms? Well, when you have cold air coming aloft, at the same time the surface is heated by the sun during the day, you get a large difference in temperature in the vertical. And that causes the atmosphere to convect, to go up and down, which produces thunderstorms. In many ways, it's just like your cereal pot. When you turn on the burner, you create a large difference in temperature in your, in your cereal pot, and the cereal goes up and down. Well, the same thing happens in the atmosphere. Now, the air behind the front will be cold enough so that the snow level will fall from like 8,000 feet on uh, today down to 5,000 feet on Saturday. And so you know, 5,000 feet and up, there could be snow, snow showers out in the Cascades. And um, the temperatures in, in Seattle won't even reach 60 on Saturday. So it's going to be definitely cool. It could be, you know, kind of treacherous at high elevations. So get your sweater and jackets out. You are going to need it. Now, there'll be a bit of a break on Sunday morning, but then a relatively strong low center, low pressure center, will move into northern Oregon during the day on Sunday. They'll bring wind, really strong winds along the coast, 40 to 50 miles per hour, steady rain to Oregon. And then here up in Puget Sound in western Washington, that Sunday should be more showery. There'll be some breaks and there'll be maybe even a little bit of sun once in a while. And temperatures will get in the high 50s. So definitely it'll be a better day on Sunday, but still there could be rain. 
Now, the, the upcoming week, there's going to be a number of weather systems coming in, some quite strong. The, the snow level will come down to 4,500 4, feet at times. So there's going to be some real snow, I mean, feet of snow in the high elevations. Anyway, summer is over, folks. But fortunately, so is the wildfire season. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. During the next few days, we will experience a major change in our weather. But something else is going to happen. The jet stream will strengthen and move right over us, with winds reaching 150 miles per hour, around 30,000 feet. So what is this jet stream, and why do we care? The jet stream is a relatively narrow current of strong winds from the west, and it, it occurs mainly in the mid-latitudes, roughly 35 to 55 degrees north. Uh, the jet stream is typically centered around 30,000 feet. It can be anywhere from 15, 20,000 feet up to 40,000 feet. And some jet streams have possessed wind speeds of up to uh, 250 miles per hour. The jet stream was discovered by a Japanese meteorologist in the 1920s as balloon launch weather instruments were developed. And during World War II, the jet stream played an important role in military aviation. And for instance, it sped up or slowed down military bombers on the way to Japan and Germany. To give you an example, a dramatic one, one B-29 bomber going towards Japan was unfortunate enough to get caught in the core of a very strong jet stream and was essentially brought to a halt with respect to the land surface. So it had decent forward speed, but the winds were just as strong and the bomber was basically stuck over one place. Now, jet streams are the result of the horizontal temperature differences in the lower atmosphere between the warm tropics and the cold northern latitudes. Now, this difference in temperature is concentrated in relatively narrow frontal zones, with the large temperature differences resulting in large pressure differences, which in turn leads to strong winds. Jet streams can be thousands of miles long and can really impact aviation. If air aircraft trying to get to the east can sometimes shave an hour or two off of a long flight if they're flying within the core of the jet stream. On the other hand, heading westward into the jet stream can make a long flight even longer or forced landing for an extra fuel stop. This happened to me a few years ago. I was flying from JFK back to Seattle. Uh, the jet stream was going at least 180 miles per hour. Uh, we didn't have enough fuel and we had to stop in Minneapolis to fuel up and the flight lasted at least two hours longer than it should have. Now, jet streams are not only important for aircraft, but they can act as the pathway for storms, and our major storm systems are steered by jet streams. This week, a particularly strong jet stream will extend across the Pacific, and that's going to bring one weather system after the other into the Pacific Northwest. So during this week, look up at the sky and see if you can follow some high clouds. 
they are going to be moving extremely quickly in the first strong jet stream of the season. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.